Welcome to FMAO, for mature audiences only, with your hosts, Jay Caslow and Tommy Danger. Hello, adults in the room. Welcome to FMAO, for mature audiences only, where we share our anomalous perspectives on societal trends. My name is Jay Caslow. I'm over here in Philadelphia, PA, joined by my co-host over in New York City, Tommy Danger. Tommy, how are you identifying today? Hello, Jay, my fellow adult in the room. It's another great day here in New York City, in Hell's Kitchen, Manhattan. Today, I identify as a Dahmer optisexual. I am a, I get very horny when I wear Dahmer like glasses, as I am right now. So, oh. whenever I'm wearing these glasses that John, Jeffrey Dahmer has, he's, He's quite popular with his Netflix series right now. I uh, I get a boner. I, get, <laughs> I got I, get a I got kind of pissed off with that with that documentary because Netflix kept suggesting every time I would log into Netflix, it was like Dahmer, Dahmer, Dahmer. I'm like, by the seventh time, I haven't clicked on it. You would think they would be like, okay, he probably doesn't care to watch it, and they would just move. Nope, they just keep pushing it on me, and it makes yeah. me want to watch it less and less every time. But yeah, Nef- Netflix is a uh, gay bully. That's what they they are now. Gay, trans, whatever, <laughs> bully. Like, I just don't like anybody shoving shit down my throat. You know did what you, I mean? Did you see like, the Did you see the con- controversy where uh, the quote unquote the gay community didn't like that they they they're saying Netflix is like categorized Dom the Dahmer series under LGBTQ right. plus like, and they don't want to claim Dahmer yeah, as their own. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I did hear about that. Yeah, I can't. Um, I can't wait until. Uh, Dave Rubin makes a, a gay Hitler series, you know, that'll, that'll be great. I'm mean, looking forward to that. Sure. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why I put Dave Rubin on it. It could have been anyone from the, you just, you just love my boy. I love Dave hating Rubin. on your boy, Dave Rubin. Yeah. We're, we're going to, we, we actually know that he's going to be on Bill Maher's show coming up soon. And we, I thought we for a second, discuss that. I thought for a second, we actually know he's going to be on our show. I was like, whoa, we're getting Rubin. I love Rubin yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we yeah, this is going to come up later because um, in our next episode, our next segment, we're going to talk about uh, uh, the top three people that we would love to meet yeah. and have a conversation with. And um, so Dave Rubin's name is going to come up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so um, for the moment, as, Jay? yeah, I I am identifying as hung the fuck over. <laughs> I thought you were going to say well so, hung. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going I'm to. Let's yeah. go. I, I thought I would pause a little on the hung there, leave <laughs> it open to interpretation before I reveal. Um, but yeah, so as you know, and nobody else knows, like I, you know me, Mr. Kramer, staying at home in my apartment, Philly, every day, working on my little home projects. With your little hot tub and your little mound mm-hmm. of dirt in your apartment. And wood, surrounding myself in wood. <laughs> I'm going to surround myself in wood. It's going to be like a log cabin. Little. Um, <laughs> but Friday night, I actually got invited out by my new friend, and we um, did a night on the town Oof. in Philly. Dinner, drinks, partying. And I, it's crazy. You know with, when you wake up the next partying morning? Partying with, with cheesesteaks? Just, just lots no, and lots dude. of, like, just, just drowning no. in cheesesteaks? This was high class, top, not, top shelf. Oh, really? So Friday with, night, yeah. Instead of cheese whiz, so, it, was, it was Swiss cheese. 
<laughs> yeah, Swiss cheese. No cheese whiz here. We're talking Swiss cheese. Um, but yeah, so I ended up having seven drinks Friday night. Seven. I thought it was six, and then I did the math at some point during my really bad hangover mm-hmm. yesterday, and it was seven. Seven. So, and I don't usually do. I don't even drink anymore. You know, I mean, you're, you're sitting there having I don't a drink think on I've the show. I've seen you have more than four. You, never you've never seen me think, have more than four I, I don't think i've seen you have like maybe four maybe and four is a lot for you yeah well over a couple of hours over a few hours yeah i don't think i mean i actually track it in my habits app now uh-huh. so there's a whole calendar I, i've gotten months this year without even having a single drink uh-huh. so it's kind of just special occasions now but uh-huh. like even when i drink i don't usually go over two maybe three drinks yeah. now and for me to do seven i was uh-huh. like fuck so I was out of it yesterday. Mm-hmm. We, we were, yes, we were going to record yesterday. And I was like, so today I'm back to normal, but I'm still a little bit slow. Um, so I'm still identifying as hung the fuck over. So. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Seven. That's a good, that's a good uh, Tuesday night for a Korean. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not. The, did you, did you have some drinks this weekend too? Like you, uh, you, said you were, uh, I've been, uh, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been like, it's like beyond nocturnal. Like I, I've been sleeping so poorly and I'm getting like, uh, I was texting with you that you get into the zone of like being, uh, sleep. I want to say sleep deprived because clinically sleep deprived, it's really serious, like really. So I was Mm kind of like lacking sleep, but you get high off the delusional fumes of not having enough sleep. I don't know mm. if you've experienced this, where it's like, it's, so are you are you are you are you doing like vampire hours right now a little bit, like a little vampire, a little bit? polyphasic, a little like naps here and there, but it's just like the the rhythm is all off. So it's like trying to when you're trying to course correct, it's like it's like jet lag. So when you try to yeah. course correct, yeah. you can't correct all the way over. So right. So tonight I've set my I've literally told myself tonight i can only go to bed at 4 a.m i can't go to bed any earlier i have to go to bed at 4 a.m so and then and then the next night then it's like i have to go to bed at 3 a.m so i'm gonna kind of get my ease my ass back into no napping no napping at all and then ease myself i think that's dude that's probably the key you could shorten the process by just stay awake during the day don't take a nap yeah because yeah. 4 a.m. is super late for you to be going to bed at like yeah but it's, i went to i got home from my night out on friday at 4 a.m uh-huh. so i was like it was a late night for me but um it's weird in philly i have so much to say about this but we'll, we'll talk a little bit in our uh-huh. little we have a new potpourri section uh-huh. we uh we may be introducing into the fmao show where you and i just shoot the shit kind of like we're doing now yep. so that might be coming a little bit but later this week let's get down to business shall we yeah yeah, let's get uh, to it. Let's talk about Kanye. I don't care what none of y'all say. Oh, you mean you mean you mean Ye? Uh, who's Kanye? You mean Ye? Ye? Yeah, he just goes by Ye. Yeah. Uh, I think so now. Yeah, his is. Uh, I think his. It's uh, like trying to keep track. It's kind of keep track of P Diddy or Puff Daddy or wish it, it's like or just Diddy. It's mm-hmm. like eh, it doesn't really matter. So let's talk about Ye. 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 So. <laughs> of all like it's it's been he's been kind of uh hitting our radars really hard so it's like trying to keep up with uh, a storm in a sense but let's backtrack a little bit and talk about the first thing which is uh white lives matter uh, kanye west and 
also <laughs> right-wing conservative uh, commentator. She's she's uh, she's well regarded here on FMAO. Candace Owens has been photographed at uh, Kanye's Ye's own Fashion Week um, and a fashion show at, at the Paris Fashion Week, wearing both wearing White Lives Matter T-shirts. And of course, that caused a shitstorm. Everybody lost their goddamn liberal leftist minds. Um, yeah, but that was when I first saw it. I thought that was funny and that was kind of cool of Yay to do. That's that's who he is. That's what he does. And I'm glad that he is being who he is. Jay, what are your what were your first thoughts on that? You're a little bit more. Uh, uh, knowledgeable on that topic. I just saw some tweets. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I had a similar response to you. I mean, first when I saw White Lives Matter, I was kind of like, I wasn't shocked or anything because it's totally in character for both Kanye and Candace. Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, okay. You know, I'm like, uh, all right, no big deal. But at the same time, I knew the left would lose their shit over mm-hmm. it, you know. So that was, you know, a given. And it all played out that way. Um so, you know, we talk about trends, what's trending on this show. So immediately he caught both of our attention. We're like, all right, cool. Let's cover it. Let's get into it. Mm-hmm. So I went and I, and then Tucker interviewed Kanye mm-hmm. and I watched that interview, which honestly is like, I didn't enjoy the experience. Uh, and I'll, I'll kind of elaborate that on a little bit. And then I went and listened to Candace's video about it. And I'm like, Candace, to me and her and me, we, we have more of a mind meld. Like Candace is very structured, very deliberate, very organized, very clear in her communication, her thoughts. Black Lives Matter again. And these people who claim to be leaders and knew that what they were doing was further dividing the masses. I mean, the whole idea here via the Black Lives Matter movement was to make sure that black people saw oppression and saw white supremacy surrounding them and convincing them that if they leaned into this narrative, that somehow their lives would be better. It was a mirage. Actually, that's a a word that Ye used during the breakfast too. It was basically a mirage, right? This idea that somehow all we needed to do was burn down our own neighborhoods. All we needed to do was have our youth wearing a George Floyd t-shirt. All we needed to do was loot targets um, and loot these expensive stores and somehow justice would be delivered. And of course it wasn't. And that's why her video spoke more to me. That Watching C- Tucker interview Kanye, Tucker asked him a question and he, he's just like, uh, yeah. So, you know, like he, he would indirectly answer the question to the point where I'm like, I don't even, it was hard to follow, you know, he's not in the same room. It's, he's whenever. Yeah. That's a, he's like on a different planet. That's like a, that. That's, that's been his thing for the last, what, 10 years now, like probably yeah. somewhere around it, give or take where, um, and definitely a lot more uh, in the last few years, um, where he doesn't answer questions. He answers. Yeah. He he talks in a manner where he wants to talk about things, and it's right. it's very it's not very, but it's somewhat it's somewhat irritating to listen to because yeah. it's not a coherent yeah. conversation. Right. Exactly. And it's funny because uh, another little tidbit we might mention about later is uh, Andrew Tate went on Pierce Morgan. That was another thing that we didn't. Um, speaking of that, speaking of men with egos on on mainstream media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, you were referring to Pierce? 
appears. Yeah. You think he's highly egotistical, or are you referring to Tate? Oh, well, all of them, actually, including yeah. a little, little bit of uh, Tucker, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, for sure. <laughs> um, but Pierce kept interrupting Tate, mm-hmm. because, and he would, he would defend his interruptions because he's like, no, 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 but you're not answering the question. You're not answering the question, you know? And, um, but I'm like, he wouldn't let, if he did an interview of Kanye, he wouldn't let Kanye get a word in edgewise because Kanye, like you said, mm-hmm. Kanye doesn't answer questions. Yeah. He just talks in this other world. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so back to Kanye and Candace, like Candace was dropping facts like she does and mm-hmm. talking about BLM, exposing them for the frauds that they are mm-hmm. and, and, and what their thoughts were behind the White Lives Matter thing. So mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, cool. Like I extracted what I thought and what I wanted to hear out of Candace, but listening to Kanye, I'm like, it doesn't matter if that interview was 20 minutes or an hour or two hours, I would still walk away with very little from Tucker interviewing Kanye. Yeah. So that was kind of my sort of comparison of the two. Um, one extra thing that I watched was uh, TYT, which, you know, only time I ever watched them is if like we're researching for something like uh, I watched Anna Kasparian's response video to uh, Malcolm Gladwell when we did our episode on Gladwell, you know. So just like that again now, um, her take on the whole Kanye thing and, and Candace, she was like, look, I'm not going to fall into this trap. You know, these people are terrible people and they're just trolling the left, you know. And that's all this is. So I'm not, she's not even going to take them seriously. She's just kind of, so I listened to that. But then when I was listening to the Kanye interview, I was like, it's not just a troll move from Kanye. It's like, he's serious about this shit. You know, he wasn't like, look at Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh is like a natural troll. You know, he's trolling. Mm -hmm. He, he, he revels in his trollery, Mm -hmm. you know, but that wasn't the tonality at all with Kanye. Kanye is like, you know, very serious about it. It's not a troll. Like when he says things, he means them. He's serious about it. Kanye West's Instagram page, he wrote this. Everyone knows that Black Lives Matter was a scam. Now it's over. You're welcome. That is the only response or the only thing that he has said publicly about wearing the T-shirt. And you obviously know if you're watching this where I stand on the Black Lives Matter movement. Whereas Anna Kasparian was saying that Kanye and, and and Candace are just nut jobs who are just having fun dicking around with the left. And I'm tired of being upset by people who intentionally do things to rile us up. After someone tells you they're a massive piece of crap several times, I, I mean, do you need to hear it again to believe it? I got, I got it. You, message heard, message received. I, I don't, I don't need to analyze like what you're intentions are like I think there's a huge grifting money making uh, intention here. There's a own the libs, they get upset about this and I thrive off of it type element here. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we see with with yay and yeah. Candace Owens over and over again. And it's just, what are you gonna do? This is how yeah. our society reacts to terrible people doing terrible things. So that's where I think she's kind of off about it, Anna Kasparian. And I think a lot of times people they don't take people like Kanye seriously or Candace seriously because they they just look at them as a caricature of conservatism or whatever the case. 
And they just think, oh, they're a joke. They're just trying to troll us on the left. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that is the case, though. I don't think Candace and, you know, I think Anna Bryan was kind of saying they're doing it as a marketing stunt so they can make money for their fashion brand. And I think there's some element of that. Obviously, they got a lot of attention by wearing that for sure. Mm -hmm. But when you listen to Kanye and Candace speak about it, they have a lot of very specific thoughts about it. They weren't grinning and laughing and joking about it. The tonality in the interviews, you know, were, was not the way Anna Kasparian was describing. So I kind of wanted to bring that up. It's like, you know. Yeah, it's it's a classic case of cherry picking. Like when you get when do you get to say that, oh, they're just trolling and you don't have to take them seriously. And when do you yeah. get to take them so seriously, you lose your goddamn Karen head, you know? Right. Like, so you get to pick and yeah. choose what's serious and what not serious. So then everything is everything you say is invalid, you know, if you, because I, I'm always uh, am try to be conscious of my own sometimes positionless position. And I understand that people can attack me and my opinions because, hey, Tommy, you don't really have a position. So how, why do you have a say of things? You know, so I uh, try to be like understanding in terms of having, you know, an intellectual, you know, understanding of where i stand like a third party or third person perspective so if someone like anna kasparian can say like hey they're they're just trolls they're not then it's like everything that comes out of your mouth is invalid by default because if you could just say that what what candace owens candace owens is almost like i would say that matt walsh someone like matt walsh is like he's always explaining his points but at the same time he trolls like he layers it like a like a nice yeah, yeah. double cheeseburger. He layers it really nice. Candace Owens yeah. even more so. She hardly jokes. She just is right. Like because you can see that she's a positive, genuine person, but she's always in it. She's always willing yeah. to go at it and have a debate and have a discussion. And right. and uh, yeah, I don't think like it's uh, intellectually uh, genuine and have any any level of integrity from. TYT to to be saying like oh they're just trolls we don't have to then what's the whole point of your content you always you guys always lose your heads about what's going on from the right you right. know for anyone that's not part of your she, side I can see why she did that though because like they're tired of getting played <laughs> in that way you know and and, and it's her solution she's like I'm just not going to get upset about this yeah. they're full of shit they're racist people we all know it they all know it. And they, they're just saying this to get a rise out of us, and that's it. Yeah. You know, so I can kind of see why that's her only move. It seems like those are her two options, right? Either come out like that or continually get worked up about what they're saying. You know, but let, let's let's go move on to like Black Lives Matter, though, and this whole thing, the message of the White Lives Matter thing, though, because that's really what what is it that they're looking to achieve Candace and Kanye from wearing white lives matter shirts, you know? And, you know, I got a weird answer from Kanye. I don't even know how to parse that and make yeah. sense of it. But like with Con with, with Candace, she's basically like BLM is a totally fraudulent organization. And it's ridiculous that we had to go around for all these years saying black lives matter, black lives matter. And like, you know, what about Asian lives? What about brown lives? What about mm -hmm. white lives? Mm -hmm. You know, and like I thought about it, like, what if Kanye 
and Candace just showed up wearing shirts that wrote, said all lives matter, mm-hmm. which is what they believe. They both mm-hmm. genuinely believe that all lives matter. Mm-hmm. If they did that, it would have gotten a mild response. Yeah. You know, because it would have been like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. But this is where I kind of respect Candace for her ballsiness mm-hmm. and Kanye for his, yes, he's on a different planet. But when I think about artistry, right? When I think about whether you're a musician or a visual artist, there's something that's been lost in our society, in our modern postmodernist society, where it's like art is fucking boring now. You know, it's like if you do a painting of a man holding hands with a man and it's like not an aesthetically pleasing painting, they're like, oh, look, look at that art. It's so brave. And I'm like, there's nothing brave about homosexual art these days or Mm -hmm. anything like that. It's like, no. To do something brave artistically would be, I mean, when you think about stand-up comedy, how it's evolved for many years, decades, and art, like fine art, it's always sort of countercultural, or it's always like challenging. It's always like throwing a wrench in the machinery of society, you know, to get people to stop and think for a second, to can shake you, can them you, up out let of me, there. As, as, as your uh, actual professional creative person, um, do you think that you can, like, any kind of creative expression, any kind of art, can you do it without, can can anything good and worthwhile be done without bravery, without risk? Sure. I mean, there's all different forms of art. Like, you mm. don't, this is the problem when it's like art, when you're going out of your way to make art, like, offend people mm-hmm. or, you know, punch people in the face. Mm-hmm. You know, then you're just kind of a sensationalist, yeah. you know, like it's a certain sub genre, but yeah. it's like, yeah, people get those reputations. Kind of like a shock jock of like Howard Stern back in the day. Howard Stern, Sam Kinison, yeah. like, you know, all these guys who they just want to. But look at Bill Burr, like or, or Louis C.K. Like they're so much more artful with it, mm-hmm. you know, like sometimes they'll talk very normally about something mm-hmm. and then he'll just be like, you know. Uh, abortion yeah. let's talk about it mm-hmm. or like i love chris rock's joke about abortion back in the day he's like yeah you know i love going to a, a, those abortion lines or the riots pickets because you know all those all those chicks like in line to get their abortions whatever he's like because you know they'll fuck you <laughs> you know so it's kind of like okay what is that right it's hilarious he's touching on truth but he's taking this controversial subject of mm-hmm. abortion mm-hmm. and having fun with it mm-hmm. You know, and getting people to think about the reality of like, okay, yeah, chicks who get abortions are probably an easier lay. Mm -hmm. You know, that's roughly a truth. It's Mm -hmm. an inappropriate whatever truth, but it's like, you know what I mean? But that's what I mean by like there's the art. But that's not like a shock value comedian. Chris Mm -hmm. Rock is not a shock value comedian or Louis C.K. or Bill Burr necessarily. But you know what I mean? To me, I have high respect for those guys as comedians. But you can also have the same thing with musicians and fine artists. Same thing like, with what Kanye is doing, with what Ye is doing with fashion. I mean, this is for his fashion show in mm-hmm. the Paris Fashion Week. He wore a yeah. t-shirt that every, where everyone lost their goddamn minds. Yeah. And I think he did his job as a, yeah. as a fashion as an artist. As a fashion artist. Yeah. Yeah. He did, his, right. he did his job very well. Yeah. And that's why I have, res- I don't like listening to him in an interview because I'm like, I don't know what he, yeah. but I have respect for him. I don't even want to say as a person because yeah. he's just, I don't even know. I can't even read him necessarily, yeah. but I, I can have a certain respect for him as an artist, Yeah, you know? 
for the pure fact that he's willing to try things, that he's willing to experiment. And we've gotten away from that in sort of the art world, art community, the expectations of art. You know, when I get all these emails that I get as a creative, you know, from these stock art sites and stock photography, and I'm like, and I I might have mentioned this last time with Matt Walsh, um, where he said, like, all these people who want to identify as this pansexual, non-binary they all end up looking the same. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how creative is that? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how come every cross-dresser, mm-hmm. every, um, what do they call them? The... Channies? Not the, no, 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 like the, the, the men who dress up, dress up as women. Yeah, trannies. Transvestites? No, no, no. At the shows, there's a term. Oh, um, what's that called? Why are we both uh, out of it today? Like, because I'm hung the fuck over. That's yeah. why. Let me get my glasses on. Maybe it'll be better. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Like uh, RuPaul was like a drag queen. Drag queen. There we go. Thank you. You yeah. see, you put the glasses on. That's yeah, why you're able to get go. it. So I'm like, yeah. so yeah. So drag queens. Matt Walsh made the point. Like, why do all the drag queens look exactly the same? Mm-hmm. How creative is that? Mm-hmm. It's not fucking creative. Mm-hmm. This is the point. Mm-hmm. Like, and this, I, I will argue this like for a million years. Like, for me, creativity means you have to look inside yourself as an individual mm-hmm. and bring something out of yourself into the world that wasn't there before. If I go read a book on how to dress like a, a drag queen, or I want research and I, oh, this is how drag queens dress, I go buy all the right things and I dress up like a drag queen and I go out there. I'm like, to me, it's not fucking creative. It's cookie cutter. You're just following the steps that somebody else laid out for you. Same thing if you bake a cake. If you just look at the recipe and you do follow all the directions and you make the cake or whatever, it's not creative. It's okay to do that. You got to eat food, follow the recipe. But like for somebody who wants to mix in, I'm going to try walnut flour instead of almond flour and test it out and say, oh, wow, I never would have thought to put mango in this. Or then you're starting to tap into creativity. You know what I mean? So, but that's why I have respect and I can see that very quickly with people like Kanye. I mean, the other thing he was wearing, at least in the Tucker interview, he put a aborted fetus, no, sorry, no, he put a ultrasound of a baby mm-hmm. on a, like a name card tag that he was wearing as part of his outfit. And I was like, huh. I like it. I <laughs> like it. And I was like, I, I kind of had that idea of doing it like on a t-shirt. But like he just went and did that. But see, so, if, if you if you follow Ye, then you know his own motif because he sees fashion not just as an art form, but as the highest art form. It's art you wear. Basically, if you can like really compile and glean from what the craziness he talks about, like when he first got into fashion and started making shoes, and everyone's like, you know, that's whatever. They scoffed at his ideas. But no, now he's like completely doing it and to a point where I can't like go two blocks without seeing Yeezys on somebody here in New York. Like it's just a mm-hmm. common thing now. So, so yeah, he, for him to do that and doing things in a completely like a, like what an art, like for me, what an artist should do is help you see things in a different way, you know, in a way that sure. you've never seen it before, whether you watch a yeah. movie read a book you see you go see an art show you know it's like that's what that's what Kanye is doing and I and I'm all for it you know and it's, yeah. it's like the 
today the 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 land the cultural landscape is this extreme set of ideological politics and he's gonna that if that's what it is then he's gonna use that as his as his brush and he's gonna take that as a brush and start painting and he puts that into white lives matter t-shirt by all means mm -hmm. that's perfect to me that that works yeah. to me well that's why i'm like even if they did an all lives matter t-shirt mm -hmm. it would have pissed off the same group of people yeah. that are pissed off yeah but it wouldn't have had that edgier because that was the argument always before mm -hmm. was people arguing black lives matter versus the other camp is saying well all lives matter yeah that was always the fight before yeah. and now all of a sudden out of nowhere candace and kanye show up and we're like white lives matter mm -hmm. It's like it introduced a whole new angle to the argument and the discussion. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it was kind of fresh and kind of cool because yeah. it was kind of like, oh, wow, okay, they're going to that extreme. Yeah. So I don't even necessarily look at it as like they're joking around like a troll move. I'm like, no, I look at it more as an edgy artistic statement mm -hmm. to get people thinking and talking about it. Do white lives matter? Mm -hmm. Maybe white people are the uh -huh. maybe white people now in America are the really oppressed race. You know, I mean, we're we're kind of getting there. I mean, they already can't say shit. Yeah, or will they be called racist? Mm. You and I can say all the shit we want. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, the thing, the crazy thing is, is when I see the response to people like Kanye and and Candace, and you know, once we start getting more up there, like people responding to us too. And I'm like, like, if a white person steps out of line ideologically these days, right, mm -hmm. immediately, you're a fucking racist. Shut up. Yeah. You know? And then if somebody like Candace trying to does, go after Some people were trying to go after Andrew Tate because they thought he was white. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Biracial. They don't even, they don't even yeah. care. But like, like, the thing is, look, at, I, I'll never get over this. Like Larry Elder, you know, when he was running in California, black yeah. guy. Black as can be, black guy. Yeah. What do they do? They call him the black face of white supremacy. Yep. You know, which <laughs> they that's call, going. They call Larry Elder. Yes. All dark skinned older bro. Yeah. Oh, a, a, a white supremacist. The black face of white supremacy, you know? Oh, and then I'm like, the they call, they I mean, that's going beyond calling a black person an Uncle Tom or an Aunt Tom, which is what they were already doing to Larry Elder and Candace Owens. And I'm just like, you know, it, it really has nothing to do with race. Like, I don't think people realize this. We could let go of race and racism altogether as a concept. We could. When I look at how I've lived my life, sure, people have been racist to me, especially when I was younger, growing up in all white, you know, all white, all black, Hispanic military neighborhoods. And I mentioned this on my introversion podcast back in 2020, uh, an episode called Uniquely Qualified. And I mentioned in that episode Black kids made fun of me more than white kids. Black kids were more racist to me than white people, you know? And, and I brought that up to Obi when we were arguing about racism and stuff, because I'm like, no, nah, dude, anybody can be racist, you know? But the thing is, is like, does that mean I went on from there and I look at all black people and I'm racist toward them and I hate them or whatever? I'm like, no. Like you and I joke all around all the time about Koreans. Like I think Koreans are fucking racist. <laughs> we are. Most racist, some of the most racist people I've ever met in my Koreans life are Koreans. Actually, supremacists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, but you're Korean. I'm friends with you, and I've had Korean friends. And I'm yeah. like, I take it on an individual basis, you know. And for me, I'm like, you don't like K-pop from your own culture, whatever. I love K-pop, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I just, 
I don't see race. I mean, I see race. I mm-hmm. see that you're Korean. I'm Indian, whatever. I just don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't even think, oh, I don't think of you as a Korean thinking person mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, no, you're fucking Tommy Danger. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I'm going to get Tommy Danger from Tommy Danger, mm-hmm. you know, but that's all you. The Koreanness is just one sliver of who you are. And I'm like, we could easily get there as a society if people would just fucking let go of looking at people as black and this and that. And, oh, because the thing is, it's like they look at Candace like she's an Uncle Tom. They look at Kanye like he's, he's well, he is kind of crazy or whatever. So they look at him as that way. But the fact that he doesn't toe the line, though, that's what really bothers them. It doesn't bother them that he's like a space cadet. It bothers them that he doesn't toe the line. And what bothers Same me. Same thing with Larry Elder. And what bothers and, me and, is like not enough, not nearly enough uh, artists. Uh, like Hollywood actors, they're, they're a lost cause. But as far as musicians go, that they're still like leading the charge, not just in it. Like, like artists talking about, you know, getting vaccinated, getting <laughs> like artists t- talking about. You know, Black Lives Matter, artists talking about how great Joe Biden is. Like, no, like you have lost all like respect for me. You you yeah. have lost all like creative integrity, like from my standpoint. Like that's just yeah. like that's just bizarre and unacceptable. Like you're supposed yeah. to be like not exactly a thought leader, but someone in the fringe. Someone mm-hmm. out there that's like, oh, there's so there's that. It's not a plane. It's not a spectrum. It's a three, three, four, five dimensional world where you could be in two, 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 three different places at once. Like you're confusing, and I love that. That's how it should be. But so many of these artists, like, are just like they make themselves to be a commodity, a product. So they don't want to yeah. step out of line. They love yes. being like being wealthy and relevant. So they don't want to yep. stick their heads out. Literally, yay is the only one. Like, who else is there when, as far as musicians go, who will be this brave and this, you know, experimental almost? I can't think of any. I can't can't think of many, if any. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Yeah, and you're touching right there on, like, the whole idea of being contrarian, you know? And it goes taps into what I was saying earlier about creativity. It's like, you have to have a unique voice as any, whatever artist you are, like, to really be a true artist. And I think a lot of people skate by as musicians and, and pop singers and whatever. And I'm like, it's not really that creative. You know, maybe they have an ounce of talent with like their singing or they're just hot and they just auto tune everything. And like, there's your pop album. But really it's more about the, the producers and the, you know, the, the, the agencies that have this product. And, you know, with like K-pop more than anything, it's like, it's just, a product with slots to be filled, fit the formula, put it out to the public. They gobble it up, make more money, make more money. That's all it is on and on and on. We're both old enough when we we're both old enough to, to remember when Madonna was cool. Madonna was actually cool. Madonna. She was actually a pioneer. Yeah. She was like a prayer, like a virgin, like a material girl. (laughs) All her songs are like this, like that. It's she was, she was, she was, uh, she was a message. She she embodied a yeah. message back in the day. But now yeah. she's part of the system. 
She was kind of anti-authorian back then, back when it was like the Christian conservative coalition was the establishment. In the 80s. She was against. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I, and I had respect for that, you know, Absolutely. and I'm like, sure, stand up to authority, you know, have an opinion, have a perspective. That's fine. But like you said, like when every freaking artist is just towing the line. It's like, come on. Speaking of the line, we can't, we'll be remiss if we can't go over Kanye's uh, Twitter activity uh, while, as we were talking about him. So this is uh, from BuzzFeed News. Twitter has locked Kanye's account after he posted an anti-Semitic tweet. Jewish groups condemned the rapper for his recent posts and statements. His quote tweet, which has now been uh, taken down, here it is, quote, I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going DEATHCON 3 on JEWISH PEOPLE, all caps. The funny thing is, I actually can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew. <laughs> also, you guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who ever opposes your agenda, end quote. So, a couple of funny things. He's, he thinks he's red-pilled um, in, his, in his own amazing diabolical creati- creativity. He thinks he's red-pilled against, like, Jews running the world, running media, so to say. Um, and uh, he's he's equating that, he's conflating that with all the opposition that comes to him. Who knows? Maybe he's right. I don't know. Um, but it is pretty pretty wild to, for him to say that Jews are the same thing as blacks, or he, he thinks there's some kind of strong overlap between them. Uh, well, yeah, I think was it like Joy Joy Behar, she had that. No, no, Whoopi. It was Whoopi, uh-huh. right? Who had that controversial comments earlier this year that said that like something. She, she yeah, so, what, something what, about the Jews and the Holocaust or something like. Yeah, and she got a slap. Queen, she got a slap on the wrist for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, listen, I'm, I, I am in the line of work invented by Jews. Accounting, accounting is invented by Jews. That's that's actual fact. Um, and uh, but uh, so it's like I can't deny how much the Jewish people, the Jewish race, has done for the world and civilization. At the same time, yeah, yay! Uh, you're kind of crazy on this one. Um, kind of like uh, like sorted out. But then again, that's why we love it. That's why I love Kanye because he's filterless. You know, he just he's kind of like he's just he just lets it out there. You know, and he's more than willing to get into trouble for it. Yeah. It's funny when people talk about brave, you know, like you, you came out as gay in the year 2022. That's so brave. I'm like, that's not fucking brave. Yeah. You know, you know, like I, I might not agree with Kanye on a lot of things. And I might think he's a total space cadet, whatever, but I'm like, you know, Candace, um, Kanye, Jedediah, Matt Walsh, mm-hmm. dude, Matt Walsh has taken on the entire, trans movement yeah like if somebody got balls like matt walsh has balls for that yeah. like i i have to give him full props yeah. for all everything he's doing yeah. and it's not just sitting in front of a mic talking yeah. he's out there traveling now doing a tour yeah. he's out there like facing head on no, he's he's single-handedly lawsuits i think and, uh it, where is he what state is he is he in arkansas he's based in uh tennessee tennessee he single-handedly closed down a a gender affirming gender transitional yeah. center some kind of clinic that he single-handedly closed it down like a part of a i think it's part of like the public university so it's like public funds were going into but because he exposed them for what they are he he brought that down so he is definitely 
putting, you know, putting action towards not just his words, but putting action to what yeah. he's doing, which is which and, is amazing. Yeah, I have respect. Yeah, yeah. it's it's commendable. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think you and I probably feel similarly about Kanye in the sense of like, yeah, you know, I'm not ever going to die on the hill defending anything Kanye says or anything like that. No, I just listen or watch. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's a character. Like, I think people don't look at life as much like all of life. The world is just a big movie unfolding, right? Like, and everybody is just a character in this like multi-pronged story, right? Why not look at it like that? And why not look at it as like Kanye is just a crazy, quirky character in this whole, you know, that's kind of how I look at it. Which is crazy you know? to think of like that in this anthology, seeing your life, seeing life itself as like a, a collection of stories that's just ongoing. And to to equate <laughs> this Kanye who tweets crazy thing, anti-Semitic things and also wears a White Lives Matter t-shirt at his own fashion week, is the same guy, like, almost 20 years ago, he dropped a couple of albums that just totally changed my life. You know, it's just like, like, change my life is like a weird, simplified way to say it, but it was like the one of the biggest things of my early 20s that held me together, you know? So his first two albums were just, I, and I still listen to it today. And it still gives me the chills. And so, like, that guy is the same guy as this, which is makes a complete circle for me. It's just remarkable. Like, it's just, like, I'm, I'm so glad he's still around. I'm so glad he's still relevant. Not only relevant, I'm so glad he's just the, the crazy, quirky, ballsy guy that he is right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I just sit back and watch, like, what'll happen next, you know? Like, what will he say next? What will he do next? You know? But I think people like that are far more interesting than everybody else, where it's just, like, predictably, like, mm -hmm. you know, most people you already know exactly yeah. what they're going to do, exactly yeah. what they're going to say, uh -huh. you know? Yeah. And I think that's, like, us, too, a little bit with this show. We yeah. always want to... I, I think as people listen to us, as we grow the show, and we, you know, people get used to us, after a while, people might think they have a sense of, like, who we are, what we're all about, what mm -hmm. our perspective is going to be. But I don't know. I think people might be surprised, you know, yeah. every once in a while when we take a side or take a stance on a particular issue of the week or whatever. And, yeah. you know, Next but week. I think you and I are also like very, I want to say like humble with our views, but we're, we're malleable, mm -hmm. you know, we're strong, we're steadfast, mm -hmm. we're, we're, we, we give a lot of thought mm -hmm. to our ideas and our beliefs, but at the same time, we're flexible with it. So we're willing to adapt and evolve over time, mm -hmm. regardless of what the issue is, you know. Next week, I propose we wear a T-shirt in the same, in the similar vein as Kanye and Candice. Uh, I, my first thought is, uh, aborted lives matter. <laughs> mm, yeah, I was kind of thinking about that. What, 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 maybe, maybe, what, what would you? Maybe, what would, what's your take on it? What, what, what lives matter to you? <laughs> No, I like it. I like it. I think because I have a list of all these T-shirt ideas. I haven't made new T-shirts in a while, mm -hmm. but maybe maybe I will make. Maybe we'll put like um, a ultrasound fetus on the back of the shirt or something. Mm. And we'll, aborted lives matter. Mm -hmm. So I'll, yeah, I'll get working on that. Mm. And whenever the when the shirts come in, then mm. we'll we'll do it. We'll wear it. Nice, nice. Have we matured this subject? Yes, I believe so. Well, there you have it. 
Hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you follow us on Spotify or your preferred podcast platform. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. And if you happen to use social media, come find us. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all those sorts of places at FMAO Show. And remember, don't be immature. Be the adult in the room. Subscribe for more.